definitely. Awesome, man. Well, good stuff. Um, all right. So if there was uh, three secrets, overlooked secrets to collaborative companies and putting your family first, combining that formula, what are they, Justin? Marry a stabilizing human. What was that? Marry a stabilizing human. <laughs> yeah, well said. Marry a stabilizing human, number one. That's one, two, and three. <laughs> Marry a stabilizing teach you about that. Say that again? I mean, meaning that's it. That's the priority. Like, don't that's lose sight answer. of that. That's it. Right. That's it. Oh. Less is more. Jeez. What's the secret to doing that? Be a stabilizing human? Well, you seek what you need to heal. So usually visionaries marry stabilizing humans. Not always. Mm. Usually. Okay. They're connected to each other. Interesting. Awesome. What's the secret to uh, international best-selling author? What 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 do you do to make that happen? I mean, right mindset creates right network, creates right opportunities. So, by having the right mindset, it attracts the right people, and then they create opportunities for you. So, all this business owner stuff is just a byproduct of having the right mindset and marrying a stabilizing human. Well said. All right. And what's the secret to networking? Right mindset attracts right network, creates right opportunity. <laughs> Same formula. Keep it simple. I love it. All right. Uh, biggest goal for 2024. Oh, I don't live in years. All right. Eh? Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up? And welcome into Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I'm excited to have Justin Breen on the show today. We're going to be talking about collaborative brands, collaborative companies, whichever, whichever you want to look at. This could be for small businesses as well and, and how to collaborate more effectively, but also how to make sure that you're putting your loved ones first in the process, which oftentimes isn't the case. And, and we should own that. You know, we should know within our own personal inventory, how are we doing for our relationships? Are we showing up and putting them first or are they kind of on the back burner? Um, and can we fine tune that, optimize that to make sure that we are getting the most out of our life as well as out of our business? So we'll be bringing the expert on for that in just a minute. Before we, we do though, I want to talk about some of these sponsors. So up here in the, uh, if you're looking at the screen, you got laid back languages with Patrick Creighton. Patrick Creighton knows six different languages. In fact, he knows more than six, but he teaches people how to learn six languages. And I'm impressed with him as an individual. Uh, it took me about four and a half months to learn Spanish fluently. It took me about 18 months to realize that I had learned it fluently within four and a half months. And it's not because I'm super genius. It's because I learned through a methodology that helps that helped me boost my productivity. And I really saw the, a lot of the same concepts and same core beliefs in Patrick when we came to know each other. So if you're looking to learn a foreign language, um, you know, and, and uh, want to do so for the sake of, I don't know, for any, any reason that you want to in life, a lot of people, it's academic. For some people, it's a matter of passion and relationship. He's a phenomenal resource in order to do that. Detail Publishing is well up here. Detail Publishing is the company incubated by Ashley Detail. Ashley literally wrote the book on world schooling. She also wrote the content marketing strategy and all of the content 
Uh, I shouldn't say she wrote all the content. She redid a lot of the content and then wrote hundreds of articles for Nomad Capitalist. And that's one of the top financial advisor uh, companies in the world. I highly recommend checking out the types of articles that she was writing on there. She also wrote a book called Wallace the Westie, and she's published and helped publish many other authors. Uh, she reviews manuscripts. She's got a great process for that. She's one of the most balanced and thorough research and development experts that I've ever met. So when it comes to publishing, make sure you have a great strategy, because one of the things that is surprising to me is the amount of bestsellers, the amount of authors out there that have less than 10 reviews on their book. And honestly, I'd be super embarrassed if I launched a book, claimed to be a bestseller and had less than 10 reviews um, on my on my Amazon book. That would that would be a nightmare in my in my opinion. So if you're in the process of launching your book or you've launched, you need to relaunch. I highly recommend checking out what Ashley's up to, how she might be able to help and support you. And then last and not least, of course, is the water project. The water project is one of those things that we're going to be hitting uh, more and more of this year. I hope to make some really big plans too. One of my one of my goals is to eventually take some of our team members to actually go visit either one of these locations or to go visit a similar water well project in Africa. I think it would be an awesome opportunity for my kiddos as well to, to accompany us on that. If you're not making big life changing goals like that, my question to you is why not? You know, why, why not go after something with absolute passion? Now, one of the truths about the water project that I love, you see that map right there of the different projects. They specifically choose communities that are extremely hard to get to. So when I mentioned whether we'll go there specifically to one of those or we'll go to another one, I don't know enough about traveling in Africa, especially with my kids, to know where are the, the places that we can access and go to in the process. But I love that what they do is they take actual photos of what's going on for the projects, whether they're building a sand dam or a borehole well and helping the community learn how to maintain it. You have the opportunity to also know what's going on with the money that you put into it. Now, if you have another cause you'd like to see us support, then don't hesitate to drop that in the comments. We're always happy to see where, what else we can do to uh, bring light, laughter, love, joy, prosperity to the world. Um, and that's one of the ways that we strive to do that. So without further ado, let's bring Justin Breen on board. Welcome to the show, Justin. Appreciate you being on Vision Pros Live, my friend. Hey, it's uh, it's uh, it's great to see you, hear you. I just introduced you to uh, one of my good buddies. He's a pure visionary who has a big water project in Africa. Um, hey. So most of my days talking to people that just ramble ADD, and then I'm like, oh, here's an idea. I'll just intro them to another visionary who rambles. So and then visionaries, uh, we connect visionaries to serve humanity, and then you believe in humanity, so we believe in you. So I just connect people like you to everyone else because you help everyone else. It's very, very simple. Hey, man, way to tie that together. I love that. Um, right. Well, appreciate the connection. And uh, Justin, in, in your own words, um, you know, who should be listening today, and, and why do you feel they should be listening to you? Uh, it, thanks. I, uh, I don't even use the S-H-O-U-L-D word. That's up to them. Um, yeah. That's up to them. Uh, I don't like the advice word or I don't like people are either, you're either born a visionary or you're not. And then visionaries really like me. And, and then humans and business owners, consultants don't really understand me. So um, what I've learned <laughs> is that the directness eliminates people that don't understand it and it attracts people that want to change the world. And then they'll make the investment to do that. So um, it's a lot of fun being in that space all the time. I love that. Now, one of the things that would, I personally would challenge about that is I believe everybody is born a visionary. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that. No, no. 
you're an empath includer. Thank you for saying that. I connect people like you to people like you because you help everyone else. I'm not going to think about everyone else or think that everyone's poor. I'm not going to. You can. We can fundamentally disagree on that, but the but mm-hmm. we're both trying to help humanity. So I don't even think about humanity. I connect people like you to people like you, and you help everyone else. But awesome. I can fundamentally disagree that everyone's born a visionary. In fact, I'd say almost no one is born a visionary. Almost. No. What's your definition of a visionary? Let's hear that. Yep. So business owners, humans, consultants care about revenue, paycheck, office space, uh, employee count, making a list. They're trying to change their world. They're there. A true visionary cares about purpose, spending time with loved ones, true connectivity. They're changing the world, the fundamental difference of their world and the world thing. Okay, so that's one. And then here are the four things that separate visionaries from humans and business owners. There are only four things. There are only four things. So one, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two, depression. Three, highest level of anxiety you can imagine. Four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So for humans, business owners, consultants, those are excuses for visionary figured out. That's the fuel. Um, since COVID, I've talked to four folks under three of those four things. Now it's all threes and fours, uh, threes and fours. And what an entrepreneur visionary actually is, not a silver spoon, that's a different discussion. But a visionary is the most damaged person, uh, three or four of those four things, with the best coping skills. Highest IQ, highest EQ, most hustle. Regular human cannot, absolutely cannot be a visionary. Because if they could, they would. They could do it. They would do it. They would not make the excuse, but they do. What was number one out of four? Bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Bank. Got it. Anxiety. And and trauma. Right. That's what it it is. Most damage, okay. best coping skills. Where'd you learn That's this? It. It's 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 very logical. No, no, no. Okay. Where did you're a learner, okay? Yep. Thank you for I know you're a learner. Okay. So nailed it. That's my number one strength. Strength Hopefully finding. you and everyone else will learn. And then the business owners by now have, have uh, they've already hung up on this, which is fine. That's fine. That's the point. Yep. That's the point. So I learned this from talking to the world's top visionaries all day and spending time with my family. I don't care about business owner stuff or any of that stuff. I never have. Um, And then if you talk to the same type of person over and over, then you learn the patterns and then learning is fine. But if you don't do anything with it, then what's the point? So I'm an activator one. I'm an activator. So here's the answer. Here's the pattern. Focus on the answer. Focus on the pattern. And then connect the pattern to the pattern. They help everyone else. So it's really not that hard once you know the answer. It just takes a lifetime many times of learning the pattern. Interesting. Good. What's your vision for those that you serve? Well, there's only one vision. There's only one vision. And my son is, um, my son's nine, but when he was eight, his name's Chase. And then our oldest is uh, Jake. He's 11. But when Chase was eight, he was talking about uh, he considers life one long, great day. So yesterday's before you were born, tomorrow's after you die. And then he said there's only two ways to have a great long day. So this whole year, next year thing, or I don't even understand that. I never have. That's just a human term made up by humans. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said there are only two ways to have a great day. One, create more living things. Two, do what you like to do and what you're good at and keep getting better at it. So I created living things. Uh, and then... Uh, and then I connect visionaries to serve humanity. So that's all I think about besides hanging out with my family. So that's not vision for this year or next year. That's rest of my life. 
Absolutely. Well, cool. You just knocked out what's your vision as well in the process. Um, so in terms of your children, um, are they visionaries? Oh yeah. Yeah. So they're both, so I see the world in numbers and keywords. Um, and in Colby, K O L B E.com, a index, that's how your brain takes action. They're both nine quick start to follow throughs. So that's ADD diagnosed or undiagnosed. It's not a disorder. It's a sign of genius mislabeled by humans. Um, humans don't understand visionaries. It's like talking to a wall. They'll never understand because they're not visionaries. They weren't born about. Well, again, we can agree to disagree, but they, sure. they're not, they don't understand this. Never will. Um, I spent most of my life talking like this and most people didn't understand. So created multiple companies to connect people that did understand. But so they're both, both of the children are unemployable. Uh, the nine-year-olds already talking about taking over both companies. Um, they're, they're bigger visionaries than I am. So yes. Awesome. Okay. Um, so if, if people, if human beings don't have the capacity to become visionaries, Thank God the whole world's not visionaries. It'd be anarchy chaos. Yes, it would. Um, so are you saying that they won't pass through one of those four experiences? Like if they pass through Great one of those question. four experiences? No, what? no, 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 no. Great question. Okay. Great question. So I'll answer it like this because you're a learner. So I've been an entrepreneur for six and a half years. Zero business background. Zero. Was a journalist for 20 years. Now have two global companies that only partner with top visionaries on planet or those who will make the investment to become one, okay? So most of, not all, most of the people I talk to are very wealthy. There are some that are not, but they will, they will do what it takes to become that because money is energy. If you don't have energy, then, okay. Right. So the, right, but mo <laughs> right, that's a sip, but <laughs> most people say, no, 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 well, no, no, I, what does it cost or charge? No, incorrect. That's not the answer because it's an excuse. So the first couple of years, true. okay, true, right, but most people, <laughs> so you're saying most people are visionaries, but they're not because it's for them, it's not true. It's incorrect. So, okay, so let me, let me slow down. So first starting first company with zero business background, the first couple of years I was talking to of those four things, maybe one or two of those things, sometimes three, sometimes zero of them, very rarely all four. Very rarely. Okay. Now it is all threes and fours. The exception are the, the silver spoons because that's a different, that's a different discussion. But but those four things are almost an essential, it's an essential thing. Like an and essential catalyst. It's an it's a catalyst. And and um again, I've talked to very few. There's a few that are less than three of those four things, so it is possible. But, but very unlikely. And then again, it, those four things for, I guess, a regular human or someone who's not like this, they're excuses. So you can go through those things, but if you make excuses with them, then you're not a visionary. You're not. Yeah. Because if you're, an, you're a preventer of your vision, how can you, you can't, if you're your own preventer, what's the point? Yeah. Excuses. Absolutely. All right, Justin. So well, we, wait, uh, you we agreed then. So we agreed that most people aren't visionaries then. Well, again, the capacity we do and we, we, we agree and we disagree. Um, so there's elements, there's layers of that. Um, and so humans, I believe, are born with a capacity or whether they choose to do so or not uh, is often determined at a very young age, in my opinion. 
Um, so I believe people are born with that capacity, but they then go through different experiences. They utilize those as excuses in many cases and decide not to, or they end up with a baseline that's so comfortable. They never have a reason that's to then go. Visionary go would never be like that. Right. Never. Correct. So they're not. So they're not. So what I, so, okay, let, let's collaborate on this. Cause this is a good discussion. Okay. So I strong well, I strongly feel that you're either born like this or you're not. I, I venture to say maybe our firms maybe partner with one out of a thousand people. Maybe it's probably less mm -hmm. than that. But if there are eight billion people, one out of a thousand is eight million. So there's eight million, eight million. And then there's three attributes, three attributes that I see in a visionary. Three. One, they're visionary. They're not a human. They're not a business owner. They're not a consultant. They're the world thinking. They're not their world. Not their Two, they live in full abundance, no scarcity, full abundance. Oh, this world's amazing. What amazing world. No yeah. scarcity. Okay. Here's where the fake visionary, here's where the fake visionary gets trapped. This is where the fake visionary gets trapped. And maybe this dovetails into what you're talking about. A true visionary, a true visionary will never, ever, ever ask, what do you cost or charge? Because if you live in cost charge world, you live in scarcity world, which means you're not a visionary. That's what it means. So you can think you're a visionary. You can think you live in abundance. But if you live in cost or make an excuse to not invest in something, then you're not a visionary. You know? well, I've been there. I've been there. And where are you now? What do you mean where am I now? You're, you're a visionary. You made, you made the investment. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And, and at the go. same time. I have found myself in the past falling falling into the category of conditioned um, and and utilizing such word choice, and it took me it took me a it took me a learning process to get past that. But here here's my challenge on that, Justin. If we go back two thousand years, the amount of people who could produce electricity was slim to none, um, right? And you know could produce fire, slim to none. Even though everybody had the capacity to do so, nobody had the knowledge on how to turn that switch. Today, that's dramatically different. Right. Why? Because somebody took. So why aren't there more visionaries? So why aren't there more visionaries? So why aren't there more visionaries? I think I think it's because we have to learn the pattern. I, I do think that a lot of people can, but that's my that would be my my subtle argument towards the reality. But. <laughs> go ahead. No way. We've never lived in a more abundant time with more knowledge more learning access available. And it's still a very small percentage of society that actually creates things that help everyone else. And then they have the capital to do it. True. Oh, it's true. But I, again, I'll, I'll keep my faith on that. It's all right though. Perfect. What's your, what's your your we believe in humanity. So we believe in you. I connect visionaries to serve humanity. It's the same you know answer. Great. Exactly. What's your worst leadership experience ever? And that doesn't have to be yours. It could be the worst one you've ever seen. What is what does that worst leadership experience look like as a, a history lesson? Great all question. No one's ever asked that. It's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, it's a two-part answer. One, uh, um, when I was a journalist or an entrepreneur happened to be a journalist, um, the executive editor would just scream at everyone, like totally lacking control of anything. And it, um, I don't like people yelling and it was frankly scary. So that was, um, and then from my perspective, I'm not a manager. Um, so uh, I tried to be a manager for 
not not a long time, but enough time. And I realized I'm not I'm not a manager. Um, <laughs> right. I, I just and so like um, with sec, I'll just get okay. Learn right. So uh, with second company, we're about to be named one of top five masterminds on planet. I'm very grateful for that. Most of our members are very wealthy. Pure, they're all visionaries. We won't let anyone in that's not a visionary. Uh, per, folks around the world are in it. Um, all I do is appear on shows like this and talk to visionaries and connect them. I do nothing backstage, nothing, nothing. My wife is the COO. She's pure backstage. My partner for second company, he does eight and nine figure deals all day. The developer and their team, they go to their backstage meetings. They, I don't even go to them. And then they just make fun of me the whole time because of, you know, the way my personality is, which is fine. I like that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so understanding the difference between a leader and a manager has been crucial for the for the growth of that of that company. So but the but to answer your question, it's because I'm not the, the worst leadership for me was, you know, trying to be a manager or micromanager. Mm -hmm. I'm not. That is not me at all. Absolutely. OK, I get that. Uh, name top five masterminds by who? Business Traveler USA Magazine. So they're the magazine that appears in all the first class airport lounges and the private uh, airports. So yeah. it's coming out soon. I've seen the article. It's very exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very so people good. like that like it. And then most people don't. They don't understand. <laughs> all right. What's the, let's go to the opposite side of that question. What's the best leadership experience? What does that look like? Well, this is why I like doing these after the record buttons hit, because that's when I actually learn when it's when it's recorded. I'm more focused. Uh, my father was 61 when I was born. Uh, he was a World War II hero, shot down multiple times in combat, many times without a parachute, and just got back into the plane. So most people cannot do that, just like most Jeez. people are, are not. Well, they're not visionaries, so they can't do it. They make excuse. And you're either someone who can do that or you're not. Um, and uh, so he was born in 1916. He was 61 when I was born. He died when I was 13. Uh, he became attorney in Nuremberg, Nazi war crime trials. Um, no excuses. No, 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 no. Um, and then every day that he was alive, he would say the cream rises to the top. The cream rises to the top. So true visionary is the cream that rises to the top. Uh, no matter what, no excuses. So that's the best leadership I've seen. And I'm still receiving that, um, receiving that actually through my kids because the oldest one's named after him. He's a pure machine. He's a visionary machine. And then the little guys got whatever my brain is. And then my wife's kindness and love. She's a pediatrician as well. So it's a very interesting mix of brains. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, my my grandfather uh, flew spy planes over Germany. Right. Um, interesting that. Did he make excuses? Oh heck no! Uh, right. No, in fact, okay. my uh, my grandma um, had Alzheimer's for the last ten to fifteen years of her life, um, right. and he he took care of her um, all the way to the end. Right. Um, and that was whether it's changing diapers, um, you know, or fight or right. having to deal with somebody who's fighting you because they don't know you. Uh, right. The the battle of love so you're um, like him you learned that right so you learn yeah so mm -hmm. that's that makes that makes sense 
And then my dad took us to see RoboCop when I was eight or nine in Platoon. So it's, um, you talked about childhood. So you learn from a, a great war hero who took care of his, the love of his life, even though her brain wasn't really there anymore, but that didn't matter to him. And, um, my father met my mom, uh, uh, a drunk driver hit him head on, uh, drunk driver was killed. My dad broke every bone in his body and survived. And then my mom was his nurse. He woke up and thought he was dead. And my mom was an angel, but it was my mom and she was 27. Wow. 27 when I was born. Well, yeah, I don't believe in randomness. Things are just no. meant to be. Right. So, but again, if you make an excuse, I don't, that I don't understand. And I won't, I, because you have this life, you have this great day to live. And if you're your own preventer with excuses, then you're not living that day to your utmost ability. Wow. All right. Um, what's a powerful lesson? If this was the last lesson you could share, what powerful lesson can other visionaries learn from your experience? Yeah, the uh, 2000 years ago, you would have been sitting around uh, Greece with a bunch of people in robes sitting around listening to this, but that's uh, it going back 2000 years. But I've always considered entrepreneurship uh, like a modern day uh, uh, Socrates or you know what I mean? Like something yeah. like Euclid or Plato, always always kind of thought that because again entrepreneurs are the most damaged people with the best coping skills the highest iq eq they have an ability that most people don't have and then if you can if you have that if you're born like that uh then you can work on your mindset every day um and all i do is just spend time working on my mindset visionary abundance investment visionary abundance investment but I guess to answer your question in regards to that background, uh, I'm a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur or not an entrepreneur who happens to be a dad. So I would never let entrepreneur life destroy my family. Life. You cut out there a little bit at the end. You would oh, never let entrepreneur life. So, okay. I would never let entrepreneur life destroy my family life. Um, so the reason why I wrote Epic Life, which is how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first, um, um, we were talking about books earlier. Um, talk is meaningless to me without an answer, but so it was number one for sales overall on Amazon, not one of the little categories. And then it was, you know, Wall Street Journal and all that stuff, which is fine. But like, if you're going to do something, do it. But the reason why, the reason why I wrote the book is because I talked to one to two visionaries every single week that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from having a family because they have the best coping skills, the highest IQ EQ, and they use that to create all this stuff. And then they torch their family and, or never have one in the process. So that's what it is. It is what it is. Uh, right. And I, the same thing is true of, of many executives in the corporate America world as well. Correct. Uh, you know, where, or business, uh, you know, it depends, like you, you know, you could say families first, but if you look at your time spent, Right. Um, right. And what your time is spent on right. and use that as a measuring stick, it right. likely tells a very different story of right. what's first in, in your life, um, right. in terms of your priorities. So, right. um, is that the, is that the measuring stick that you go by or are there other metrics that you, that you, oh, so metrics, you're, you're a learning, but okay, here's my, this is my, metric. <laughs> this is yeah. my metric. It's very simple and I'm a hundred percent black and white. My wife is a hundred percent gray, which is good. She's, She's harmony one in strength finders, harmony. I am 31 out of 34, so she's collaborative. 
collaborative harmony. And then my partner, who does eight and nine figure deals all day, he's empathy three in strength finders. I'm 34 out of 34. So he's he's collaborative empathy. So all these weaknesses are an opportunity to find a collaborative collaborative strength. So here's my black and white answer to your question based on my total lack of empathy, except for visionaries. <laughs> if I talk to someone, if I talk to someone and I know that I can add value to them and they can add value to me and they're a visionary, I will talk to them forever because they allow me to spend more time with my family. They have the right connections and make the right investments to allow me to spend more time with my family. Okay. So that's one. Two, if I talk to someone and they're not a visionary and they're going to take time away from me and my family, I will never talk to them again, ever, never. And that directness eliminates people that make excuses and it attracts the top people on the planet or the ones that will become one of those people. It's very simple. Hmm. All right. And so, man, there's so many questions. I want learn. To oh my God. What can I learn? My brain's like, which, which path do I take first for the Not most mine. knowledge? There's only one path. There's only one path. What is it? For me, there's only one path, family and network. That's it. Well, see, and my my path, there's there's a selfish side of man. I want to learn so much in this for myself. Not selfish. If you're not a litmus test for the people you serve, you're a hypocrite. So I connect visionaries to serve humanity. I'm a connector serving humanity. I'm a visionary. So well, and my other side is man. Would all my audience to learn on this? Oh, um, you know, like what? What? Which one do mm -hmm. I want to go? Go ahead, Justin. Hit it. It's up to it's up to them to stick or no, 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 no. That's up to them. That's up to them. Absolutely. Okay. Then, uh, since I got, I got the family thing going pretty well. Um, and, uh, did you marry a stabilizing human? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I, I don't want to call out any humans. I did marry. I'm twice divorced. Um, but my focus is on my, my four children. You know, I, I believe in that DAD is greater than CEO. Um, that's my, my statement right. on Facebook. And that's what I aim for is this point, man, I'm married to my children. Were your um, two previous wives were they stabilizing humans? Uh, the mother of my mothers of my children, I will refrain to comment, um, but they're important. Okay, people. well, okay, you don't have to say. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn because here's yeah, yeah, the yeah. answer. Here's the answer. People like us usually marry stabilizing humans. Not always. Usually, right. one of two things happens when that happens. One the situation I'm in where my wife is very high achiever, very high IQ, but warmth, loving pediatrician, stabilizer. So one, the stabilizing human is the biggest supporter of the visionary and evolves with them. So she's the COO of second company. So, and two, which I hear more often, the stabilizing human is a preventer anchor, gets very angry, uh, resentful of the visionary because the visionary is not going to change being a visionary. And no matter what, it ends horribly. Stay married, it ends horribly. It doesn't matter. Don't stay married, it ends horribly. Okay. Two, people like us sometimes marry people like us. One of two things happens. One, greatest life imaginable, traveling the world. <laughs> right. More often than not, Thelma and Louise driving off the cliff. No stability. <laughs> so you don't have to answer based on your situation, but that's the, that's the pattern. That's what happens. Well said. Um, and so I, I think I had both. Um, both okay. experiences got to learn in both, um, different, okay. different lessons from each. Right. So the, the right. question I have for you though, in regards to your relationship with your wife and in regards to the relationship with your business partner, 
you know, that harmony's high in one, empathy's high in the other. Uh, how do you guys, how do you, how, what does harmony look like? And, and when you come to a point of conflict, no conflict. how does that overcome? I don't, I don't go to their meetings. No conflict. <laughs> stay out of that. I'm not a manager. Okay. Nope. So does yeah, that mean so that your relationship with your wife, um, you know, y'all basically there's, there's obviously order that exists there, but the, my wife is okay. more natural. Okay. Great question. It'd be nice if my wife was here because, um, Let's bring her back. literally she's the kindest, like literally the nicest person on the planet. And, um, um, the way I am and communicate is literally a trigger for her. Um, there's a thing called print or Enneagram. It's your unconscious motivators. And I'm very direct. And my wife wants to be needed and appreciated and feel safe and secure. Right. So fully my responsibility, my fault. I create problems with that because I'm so direct. So because I'm very aware of that, very aware. The first thing I do every single day, every day is a grateful journal to my wife. Every single day, first thing I do. And that gets me in the habit because the most important thing for her is for someone to say thank you to her. So it gets me in the habit, no matter what she does, say thank you, 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 say thank you. And, and the other thing, um, we met online the day before she started medical school. So that was almost 20 years ago. Um, it was almost 20 years ago. And um, I think there's a mutual respect um, and understanding of each other in that regard. Like, I, I think it's if there's anything similar to entrepreneurship, it's going through medical school. I'd be the worst doctor of all time. Like, my bedside manner is not good. Oh, you got they got a cold. Okay. Well, what do, you, what do you want me to do about it? But that would not be good for that. <laughs> so she, okay, stop crying. But um, if there's anything comparable to entrepreneurship, it's going through medical school. I saw, um, and so there's a there's a great deal of respect there, a great deal of respect. And the most rewarding part of this journey for me, besides having the children and seeing them, you know, learn all these amazing things and what they do with it. And they're already bigger visionaries than me, but it's to see my wife's evolution. I never thought she would start to phase out of pediatrics to become COO of a visionary only company. I mean, I never, I just didn't think that would happen. Right. But, but that's the beautiful joy in life is when you take action and don't make excuses, people will either come along with that or they'll make excuses and not come along with that. And then they fall away. But my wife is the, it's really exciting to see. I'm just really proud of her. Really proud of her. All right. 20 years. Uh, I can't, I can't imagine that on day one, you figured out this grateful journal aspect of life. Uh, so what, how did you guys get there to where you figured that out? Um, you know, I imagine in the beginning there was some type of conflict or, or reality that, that occurred. Well, that's realize a, that. So when you date a doctor or someone in medical school, there's no time for conflict there. You don't date anyone. <laughs> yeah. So there was no dating. There was no dating. And then we had children. We were, we became international dating experts, which is really funny. We were like on the today show and stuff in 2018. Uh, we went out huh. 
uh, I think it's 52 weeks, 52 dates.com or something. I can't, at the website still exists, but it was hilarious. But, um, huh. cause we, that one of the very few great ideas I had was like, Oh, we need to go out once a week without the kids for all of 2018. Um, so that became an international story, which is pretty funny, but, but the, um, uh, I told my wife, a week after we started dating that I loved her, I would have told her the first day, but I waited a week to tell her. So I already knew, like, you know, um, I'm an activator. I didn't need to learn that I loved her. I already knew. But learning about her unconscious motivators that she needs to be needed and appreciated, I didn't learn that until a couple of years ago. I didn't know her Colby score until a couple of years ago. Even though, like, I knew what it probably would be, I didn't know it in a number or a keyword way until a couple of years ago. And then the Grateful Journal started uh, right in the middle of 2020, uh, COVID, um, just being mm -hmm. at home with her more. So, but again, life is an evolution. That's what I mean. I think you're either born like with the ability to do this, and then you can work on that mindset every single day. So you do agree that it's kind of, it's like a muscle then a, a strength that can be a hundred percent like a muscle. Absolutely. Okay, okay. good. Um, and then uh, tell me about the book. Let's hear about that. Uh, Epic life. You got, I got two on the, on the Google there. Um, you know what I think, but... Yeah. Oh, well, you can talk Epic. Epic business is for those who are starting a business with zero business background, and then they want to create a global company with zero business background. Um, Cause I don't, okay. I don't even, I don't even know what an S corp is. I don't want to know. Do not tell me. I don't want to learn that. <laughs> I know you already know what that is, but don't, don't tell me. The, um, <laughs> I don't have to be dangerous. I don't touch subjects that are not my own. I'm anti-learning. See, I'm anti-learning. You're anti-learning, huh? I learned that I don't want to learn certain things, which is really <laughs> cool. the uh, um, uh, the Epic Life book. I'm very, very, very grateful that Dr. Peter Diamandis uh, wrote the forward. He's one of the top entrepreneurs on the planet. I'm very confident yeah. saying that. So he doesn't usually do that, and then people like him like me, and they like that I connect them to other people like that. Um, but basically. All right, I'll relate to your brain now. So um, mm -hmm. I'm very low in ideation, 32 out of 34 on strength finders in that. Most of the people I talk to are top five in that. So they're yeah. ADD, they're all over the place, shiny object, shiny object, shiny object. And then most of my day is talking to people like that. And then maybe once or twice a month, someone like that will say something truly transformational and I'll write it down and it becomes a list and then that list turns into chapters of book. So it takes two years-ish to get enough ideas, and then I can write a book very fast. Um, hmm. It just takes years to get that because it has to. I because I'm solo in ideation. I I'll know if it's a great idea. Most ideas aren't. They're not good. And I'd, right. And so, but I I'll know if it's a really great one. Then I'll write it down, and then my strength finders are activate, maximize, achieve. So like, oh, there's a great idea. Let's write something about that. And then, oh, here's another person I talked to that has torched their family or never has a family or never had one or never sees them. Like, that's a bad idea. I'm not going to do that. So 
each one of those chapters is like how to put your family first and build collaborative global companies. And that was written before my wife decided to join the second company as COO. So it was almost like a roadmap for her too, which is really interesting. For sure. Okay. So Mark Fujiwara, did I say his last name right? You did. Woo! No All one's right. Speaking more that that way. Yeah. And uh, so how'd you guys meet? How'd you, how'd that process come to, to be where you were like, Hey, let's work. Let's partner out of all the people I met. Let's do this. Okay. So Mark and I have known each other for almost three years now. We've met two times in person. He's in San Francisco. I'm in Chicago. Okay. Two times in person. Mm -hmm. We met virtually um, in a group called Strategic Coach. I'm very confident. It's one of the top entrepreneur groups on planet. Very grateful to be a part of that. Um, we met in COVID, right, you know, right at the start of COVID. And at the time, Repic Network, which is the company, that's what it's called. Um, it was, um, it was in my head, but I, I, again, I'm not a manager. I, I can't build a SaaS play. It, it's, um, what Repic Network is, is it's basically LinkedIn for visionaries. It's a high price point invite only connectivity platform for visionaries. So I, I mean, I can barely tie my shoes. I can't build a SaaS platform. I, I can't. Do that. Mm -hmm. So, so I needed a partner. So Mark and I had met in strategic coach and then strategic coach has a, um, I don't know, it's like an, not an assessment, but like a tool called an impact filter. And so you fill out all these things that need to be true. And then, uh, it's the only time I've ever filled one of those things out and started sending it to people. And so I sent it to some people that I trusted and, uh, or liked, and Mark was one of them. And Mark is a very high quick start visionary, very high quick start. And he can build anything. He can use his hands to build anything. So he looked at the impact though. He's like, oh, let's do that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that was, a, that was two years ago now, uh, a little over two years ago. Um, and then earlier, well, not earlier this year, in 2023, my wife's like, hey, let me, what if I phased out of pediatrics to become COO of the company? I'm like, okay. So <laughs> that was my leadership. Okay, great. <laughs> right. How many team members did you have at the time? When my wife decided to join? Is, are you nodding? Because I never look at the screen in this. Yes. Would, okay. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm, no, good idea. I'm not, I should have okay. been vocal anyway. Oh, right. no. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that wasn't like I don't look. Thing. So um, I don't. Again, my partner would be staring at this because he sees things in a physical space. I don't. But um, before my wife joined, we had actual team members. It was just me and Mark, really. But now mm -hmm. she's helped find the development team. She just hired her first person. Um, so you and said okay, and Mark just said okay. He was like, I'm in too. He's a nine quick start. with a, He's a one fact finder. Mm. He's a one fact finder. I'm an eight, but I don't I don't need facts. I need patterns. I so need I take it she more runs the HR at this point. My wife? Like she she's more in charge of the HR side than, than you guys that. I don't do any of that stuff. Yeah, okay. I, figured. I don't care about any human Reese. No, no, no. She, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't even think then then um and then um I think it's great. I, I like that you're repulsive. You're, you're, you're repulsed oh. by what you don't go, go for because 
it makes it far easier to delegate. I'm not a manager. I don't yeah. delegate anything. I don't well, do, I don't even know what that, the, um, or to let go, to let go. Right. People try to convince you to do something. You're, ah, nope, not, not. Well, I tried to do that once and it went horribly wrong. And then, um, so <laughs> this is in the Epic Life book. So my, my dad's brother who unfortunately has passed away, but he was the last living green brother. They were all, uh, there were four of them. They were all war heroes and no excuses. So he was born in 1918. His name's Stan. He, he was able to meet my wife. My dad obviously was not able to because he died when I was 13. But Uncle Stan and his wife, Aunt Fran, they were married for like 70 years. And so he got to meet my wife. And then, um, so when my, my wife and I got married May 4th, 2008. And then I called Uncle Stan. I called Uncle Stan. Uh, he couldn't, he was too old to fly up to, he was in Florida. So he was too old to fly up uh, for the wedding in Illinois. But I'm like, hey, I, uh, what's your, uh, <clears throat> what is your, like, what's been the key to your successful marriage? So he told me two things. And he was, again, married to uh, 70, years. 70 years. And he's like a Caltech level, MIT level brain, like that intelligent. He's an inventor, was an inventor. His wife was wow. also valedictorian uh, of high school and college. So these are very, very smart people. So he said two things, two things. One, always put, my wife's name is Sarah. Always put Sarah's needs before yours. Always put, okay, good, all right. Uh, two, never touch the thermostat. Never touch the thermostat. <laughs> so all the backstage meetings of my company, thermostat, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Nope. Mm. Don't even think about H HR. Don't touch that. Keep Never touch the controls. Got Never it. touch it. Never touch it. Nope. Wow. That's that's a, a brilliant. Um, I'm going to ponder on that. Well, I'm you're going to ponder on this. You're going to marinate the heck out of that. Times. You're going <laughs> to marinate this discussion. Every, every <laughs> syllable. Yep. Do we really mean that? Yep. That's a lot of self-sacrifice, <laughs> but that's not selfish. That's it. You're learn if you if you no no, no. it's self-sacrifice. It's the opposite. A hundred percent. If you can't help yourself first, how are you supposed to help other people? Impossible. Well, I guess it is possible. Well, putting your wife's needs first, though. That's what the first point. Yes, but that is. is. But that makes me better. That helps right. me. Right. And when you, it's, you know, to, to shift that mindset, some people will have to make a shift in that mindset um, to realize okay. that that's the case. So you're either born with the capacity to do that or you're not. And if you are, then I work on my mindset every day. Yep. Mm. And then there's um, one of my, one of my buddies, she's a nine quick start. She's had 26 surgeries, should be dead, but she's not dead. She's alive. And then she has a global movement to talk about that. She's not dead. And then she has three young kids. And then we were taught her name's Sarah Harkness. She's great. She's in Australia. Hmm. But that doesn't matter, but I guess it does, but it doesn't. So sure. like, it, um, cause the right mindset attracts right network creates right opportunities. But anyway, she was talking about, there are two types of geniuses, two types, two types. One is the genius brain. So, uh, the genius brain, uh, you know, they're geniuses. Uh, most of those folks do not have a genius heart. That is the other type of so the genius brain mm. creates all this stuff, but they don't have any, they don't believe in, they don't, they don't have a humanity of any, they don't understand it at all. cyborgs. Then there's the genius heart. 
the the hippie on and the street corner, the person playing the guitar, the kumbaya. So they have the genius heart, very nice people, but they don't have the genius brain. So they can't mechanize that genius heart to the best of their mm. ability. It's when you combine the genius brain and the genius heart, that's when you get the true visionary. That's when you get the true vision. That's why I don't think most people are born like this. I don't think most people are born. Certainly most people aren't born with the genius brain. They're definitely. I mean, they're <laughs> Look at IQ scores. That's, that's fair. Okay. And then, and then a lot of people are born with the genius heart, but then, you know, oh, kumbaya, kumbaya. But they don't have, they can't do anything with that. Yeah. They, can't, they, don't, they don't have the capital or the network to do anything with it. Hmm. It's combining those two things. All right. Big question. Uh, big, awkward question, but it just won't leave my brain. And I know we're over, but this is it just matters oh, to me. So we got uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> right? He's got, Adam it. Sandler's got a newer movie. It's called Leo. My my little girl loves it. And in it, he mm -hmm. sings a song to this little girl. He's a little lizard. And he sings this, you know, typical crass Adam Sandler song. But then he mm -hmm. says it's about mm -hmm. her crying. He's like, don't cry. Dry your eyes. You know, crying's for wimps. You know, we don't, we don't stop blubbering, you know, like it's not going to help you. Um, it, and you kind of mentioned that earlier about the, like, don't cry, like in the doctor scenario. Uh, do you think that there's, is this something that's within the Jewish culture um, as well in terms of like, hey, like we're, let's like, we're, we're resilient as our nature. Oh, or does it just happen to be that you and, and Adam Sandler both share judaism as as part of your background so it's a tremendous question and um i appreciate that um my brain simplifies everything into patterns everything mm -hmm. everything talking to top visionaries so i was raised jewish i get my wife is jewish our kids are jewish i guess um and then your lds i talked to LDS, uh, latter day saint i talked to a lot of mormons mm -hmm. a lot of mormons okay so jews and mormons best two entrepreneur religions by far why? Why are they the best entrepreneur? Because they're pushed to the brink, exterminated, ostracized, ostracized. Yeah. Figure it out. Not educated, figure it out. Okay. So then I was talking to an LDS, because uh, I know a lot of LDS. I know a lot of ex-LDS, which are really interesting. Mm -hmm. They were built with that foundation, and then they did something else with it, which is also interesting. But Okay, so... I was talking to an LDS guy, visionary. And he's like, oh, there's a fundamental difference between Jews and Mormons. I'm like, oh, tell me. Tell me. So, so he's like, oh, so the Jew, this is him saying this. I'm paraphrasing, but this is him saying. So he's like, the Jews, they're focused on the, the transactions. So you, you see the Jewish attorney, the Jewish financial person, whatever, I don't know, whatever that is. So they focus on transactions. And then the LDS. They focus on relationships, a Mormon mission, 5,000 doors to find five new Mormons. No, 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 no. Maybe? No, 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 no. Yes. So I was listening to him. I go, oh, thanks. Thanks. I'm a Mormon. So I'm like a Mormon Jew. And then, then I was talking to another LDS. And LDS, fastest growing religion. In some states, it's actually the... It's the one uh, reduced. It's going down the most. It's going down the most, which is really interesting. But in like yeah. third world countries, it's the fastest growing, right? Because Mormons sell, 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 sell. Mormons sell, sell. And the Jews, to become a Jew, if you're not born Jewish, it's almost impossible. Right. Jews don't want you in the and, – and so I don't sell anything. 
I haven't done anything outbound in years. I just want to buy the people I want to hang out with. And then they pay our companies because they want to be around other visionaries. So I'm like a Jewish Mormon Jewish person. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yes. And you're like a Mormon. You do have some. You have do have some of be the buyer. And you do have some of the business transactional understanding, but you're mostly Mormon. I'm a chameleon for sure. Um, I'd say you're mostly Mormon though. Yeah, I I would probably agree with that. Um, The, uh, you know, it's, it's funny that one thing that I would say the Jewish and the Mormon communities have in common or the individuals within such is they're also both right. (laughs) They're both very self-assured communities, right? That's one of the strengths of, of uh, both in both types of people. As which is funny because both of us, Strengths Finder, self-assuredness, um, is almost in the, the same position. I don't remember my position exactly. You're uh, fifth. I'm sixth. So you don't have imposter syndrome. A lot of visionaries, they're very low in self-assurance, so they're imposter syndrome. I'm oh, I had ma- I had major imposter syndrome. Well, you learned not to. Thing. Yep. Um, part of, you know, that it's funny how life drags you along and, and teaches you opportunities, or like you've said, and like your hat says, you realize it's abundantly blessing you. You just don't realize it. Um, you know, and when you learn to accept that, embrace that, you can learn a whole lot faster. So Justin, it was my honor to have you today. This is awesome. Uh, anybody who's listening in right now, we will have the resources in the show notes on the landing page. If you want to reach out to Justin, uh, LinkedIn, elsewhere, I'm sure you can find it. In fact, if you just Google him, you'll find a lot of information about him and his family and see what he's up to in his projects. Uh, any, any plugs, Justin, any specific place where people uh, you know, would most benefit to, to go in and research and look up? Well, it would be, let me see if that, uh, well, the company's called Brepic Network. So it's brepicnetwork.org. I think the dating website is 52dates52weeks.com or it's 52weeks52dates.com. I can't remember which one. It one is. of those two. We'll throw it in the show notes. So for sure for you yeah, guys. Throw it in there. Yeah. So Vision Pros, have an amazing year. We're so excited to, to uh, bring to you. Uh, a bunch of a fantastic lineup of individuals. If you will subscribe, like, comment, all of those things. Let's work on that relationship right now that Justin talked about. <laughs> so we'd love to see you in anyway. If you got it, if you got a vision to share, though, more importantly, then feel free to apply for our show. We would love to uh, to host you and hear about that vision. Justin, thanks for being here, man. You have a fantastic rest of your day, and I'd love to catch up for you a little bit after the show, if you don't mind. Oh, sounds wonderful. Happy New Year to you and your audience. And I hope this was beneficial for us. This is amazing, man. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an 